0: they say no one listens to albums anymore on the Litness test we take albums old and new and review them just to see how good they really are lyrics production track placement artist features and other components of measurement and in the end we give it an overall score so let's dive into the lit, the litness, the lit, the lit, the, lit, the, lit, the, lit,
1: the, lit,
0: the lit. All right. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to the uh, first uh, flagship episode of the litness test. Um, this is a continuation of our upon further review show, but we had to change the name, unfortunately, because we weren't getting the proper exposure. Um, somebody else had the name with the Whacker Podcast. So we had to change it up. Um, <laughs> sorry, but hopefully, I mean, it's still the same content. Um, just and actually, we, you know, when we decided to make the name change, we changed the format up a little bit to maybe um, help the audience out a little bit, um, give them a little, a little bit of a tighter show, um, give them something that they could, you know, listen to multiple shows instead of just one for you know a, a period of time. So, um, without further ado, let's get into it. Um, I'm your host, G Smith. Um, with my co-host as always King Dave and we got our special guest for this week. Um you know him, you've heard him, uh Reggie Hammond from Chicago. What's up, fellas? What's going on? All right. Don't uh <clears throat> don't sound too excited, man. The people gonna get uh people gonna get mad. So uh <laughs> let's let's get into it. Um so the way we're gonna do the litmus test, let me break it down for the audience, is um we go through each track, we give it a grade. Um, I ask the gentlemen what grade they give it because we've already reviewed the album um, for the week. So we give them a grade of uh, either pass or fail. After we do that, we give our thoughts on the on the track itself, short, concise thoughts. Um, we go through all the tracks, and then after that, we will get into some deeper, some deeper questions, some deeper content. And in the end, as always, um, upon further review, we give a, a new final rating uh, for the for the album. So, like I said, let's get into it. We're going to do Kendrick Lamar's Section 80. Um, now, this was his studio uh, debut album. It was released on July 2nd, t- 2011 by Top Dog Entertainment. Um, this album featured guest appearances from GLC, Colin Monroe, uh, Ash, Astrobot, BJ the Chicago Kid, Schoolboy Q, Av Soul, and then vocals from uh, late singer songwriter Olori Joe. The production was mainly handled by Top Dog's uh, in-house producers with a production group uh, of Digiphonics, along with THC, Tommy Black, Wildfire, Therese Martin, and J. Cole on the very end. Uh, the concept <clears throat> the concept album featured uh, lyrical themes delivered by Kendrick, such as uh, talking about the 1980s crack epidemic, racism, and uh, medication tolerance. This album's lead single, High Power, was released on April 12th 2011 um received some uh some positive reviews from the critics debuted uh 113 on the us billboard top 200 and it went gold um in april 2017 so this is a, a, an interesting album for kendrick um he doesn't consider this his first album for some reason he felt like this was more of a mixtape uh but this actually was his first uh studio album um he really he really if you know, in, in interviews he pushed that Good Kid Mad City was his first real album. But I mean for those who've who've heard it, they love it. And uh I, I'm assuming it was no different with us. So so let's get into the to the review. Track one Hi, F your Ethnicity. Um this was produced by TAC. The track was about three minutes forty four seconds. And um I'm gonna ask you gentlemen, uh how did you grade this? We'll start with
1: Dave. Uh I graded it as a pass. Um he kind of laid the groundwork for the story for the uh, for the entire album with uh, the with the characters uh Keisha and Tammy. And um yeah, it's, it's it's a dope intro track. Like it, it kind of starts the story basically like slash movie. Yeah. Uh, the album.
0: Yeah, I agree. It did feel that way. I, I gave it a pass too. Um, I thought, I thought it was a it was a really good way to start off. Especially, I don't know whose voice that is in the beginning. I'm assuming it was Kendrick's. I'm, you know, maybe I'm wrong. You know, with the he, you know, it sounded like they around a campfire, and I I, I kind of like him setting a scene, and that that kind of that he held that throughout the the whole album. Um, Reggie, uh, how'd you grade this this track? Um, I as
2: well. Um, gave it a pass. Uh, just like you guys uh already uh pointed out or mentioned, um uh, it was a great uh track to I guess uh set the the theme or tone for the whole album. Uh kind of just let you know where he was and uh his head say so um yeah, fast.
0: Okay, cool, cool. All right, so yeah, a good start from Kendrick on this one. We'll go to track two. Hold up. Um, this is produced by Soundwave. It's about two minutes fifty-three seconds. Um and I, I me personally, well, I'll ask you guys, we'll start with Reggie first. Um, how'd you grade this track?
2: Um, I gave this track a pass as well. Um it gave uh some layers, uh or it kinda like just kinda lets you know, let you know that he was able to uh that he had some flow. You know what I mean? Like uh, this is my
0: first introduction uh, to more music of his. So uh, you know, I, I thought it was a, uh, it was a good track. I yeah, I agree. I, I passed it too. I thought it was interesting because um, like basically in the story, he's talking about how he he met this this stewardess um on the plane. I don't know where he's flying to, but he flirted with her, and then you know he they they both um. They both get on the mile the mile High Club, um, but it's it's a lot of it's a lot of it's. He had metaphors to it, so it's not like it was hard for me to like really believe what he was saying. It was like okay, like I I hear what you're saying, but what are you really saying? Like I don't know if that was the story or was there another story behind it. But I I go to you, Dave. Like uh, for hold up, like what, how did you grade it? It's
1: it's the past, man. I felt like uh kind of like you. Um, I read somewhere that it, um. He was kind of—it's kind of like a synonym for hip hop, uh, the stewardess or whatever. But I, I couldn't really tie it in lyrically with it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's a dope track, man. I—I I really like the beat, like the horns on this album, the horns on this track kind of jumped out to me.
0: Yeah, I'm with but you on that. I'm with you on that. The—the the production on this, and—and and, and as we're talking about throughout the album, the production was solid. Um, and he was able to maintain that theme track by track by track throughout. Um. So, we'll move on to uh track
2: 3. High
1: tolerance when your age don't
0: exist like ADHD. This was produced by Soundwave again. Um and it's It's. I get it I gave this one a pass too. Um I thought this was this might be one of the best songs on the album. Uh it definitely is. Um like what he's how he's <laughs> it's really how he's delivering what he's delivering to us, man. Like the dude is just he's he's a genius with it, uh lyrically, in my opinion. Uh uh Dave, like did you feel the same? Like did you how'd you grade
1: this? Yeah, it's it's a pass again. Um He's he, he talking about um, just the prevalence of drugs. Like, his first verse kind of goes into him putting somebody in cold water who's ODing, basically. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, the, the steps of that. And he kind of talks to that. And then the second verse, it's a conversation between him and another female who's born in the 80s. And they kind of, you know, like, relate over, over growing up through that struggle. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's layers to this track, but it's, it's dope. Yeah,
0: this. This like one of this. This kind of one of the tracks I think Reggie really dig into. Like, did you? How'd you grade this one, Reggie? You gave this a pass. Uh,
2: yeah, no, I gave it a pass too. Uh This, I mean, he was just flowing on this track, man. The the music and everything. I thought I thought it, it was a a dope chorus. I mean, like everything about this track was was seamless. So uh, I gave it a pass,
0: man. Okay. Okay. Cool. So we'll move on to track four then. Right now, Kendrick is perfect um on, on his uh on his report card. But uh we'll we we'll move on to track four man. Ladies and gentlemen This one again was produced by Soundwave. Uh No Makeup, her vice. Um I felt this, this to me this might be the best the best track on the album. Uh you know. Don't don't hate me. But I just thought like he was he was dope. Like like I I think we 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 spoke about it before. But uh specifically on this track, um, he talks about I, I'll just read it. It says he doesn't think girls need makeup to look sexy, just a brain. So like the and the way he's talking to her, he's he's basically trying to like reinstill confidence in her. Um, you know. She resembled a model out of a MacBook, but like the story gets deeper as he goes along, and, and and Kendrick gets into that, and it carries to um it carries to not just this album but to um the next album too. So uh, we'll start with Reggie on this one. Um, how'd you grade uh No Makeup?
2: Um, man, I, I give it a pass. Um, I enjoy, uh Colin Monroe on this album. Uh, again, it, it just. Was like a perfect fit. Um, it was, I mean, I, you know what I'm saying. It's it just thing like they took their time with this record,
1: mm-hmm. um,
2: and then you get a chance to really see um, Kendrick's uh, storytelling um, in this track. So uh, again, pass.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dave, the same for you. Was a pass.
2: Yeah.
1: He. Um, I like how he kind of he's developing his characters now. So like, you, you, you this is Keisha's basically kind of the beginning of her story and um it's just it's a it's a really deep track yeah because he's trying to like convince this girl that she's beautiful without without the need of makeup and she's trying to tell him on the other side like i can i can never put on too much makeup you know i got all these imperfections that i know about that that don't stand out to y'all and it's just it's a good back and forth it's a really deep track
0: yeah i do like that yeah that man yeah, and the, the visual of it. I, I thought it was I thought it was bold for him to let Tammy whoever she is, I thought it was bold for him to let Tammy speak on the track. You know, like I thought I thought that really that really added something to it for me, that kind of substantiated you know, for me and I'm like, Yeah, this he really sticking with this story. This ain't just a one off kind of deal. Like he was he was really deep into it. Um, okay, so we'll move on to the next song. Me. tammy song her evils this was produced uh by thc and uh this one we get into keisha's story i'm sorry we get into tam <laughs> what am i talking about we get into tammy's story um and, and this one is a little this was a little different because um tammy going through some things with a man uh she going through some things with a friend uh, you know, it's um, it's it's uh, it's pretty descriptive. So, what will we'll start with you, Dave, on this one? How'd you <laughs> how'd you create, how'd you Tammy song?
1: Uh, Tammy song again. It's 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 got a lot of layers. I like the fact it kind of bleeds from the second the the, the previous track. Um, with Keisha and not Tammy comes into the story, and it's like the the conversations between the two of them. And the relationships and the struggles they having with men and how it eventually ends up. Like it's it's a story song. I'm I'm a big fan of stories and it, 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 it does that perfectly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it keeps the album going, it keeps the story going. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a pass.
0: Yeah. What about you, Reggie? It's about the same for you?
2: Yeah, I'm a, I, I give it a pass too. Um it was a lot of layers to it. Uh it was it was it was dark too. Uh yeah. <laughs> Despite <laughs> the, the spice of darkness, you know what I mean, like you know <laughs> Little you just, like him, man, man he was man interested in what he had to say, you know what I mean, so like I felt that he developed the character well though, and uh you know and just and just how he you know basically outlined it for us, you know what I mean, like the way he set her up and the way he you know put everything out there, and you really like gave a uh, gave a clear view of what she was going through.
0: Mm-hmm. Let me ask y'all something, just a just a little side question. Um, he used C murders down for my niggas hook. Did y'all think that I was? Did y'all catch that? And did you like how how did that yeah. how y'all feel about that? Because he put a different it spin was, on I, it.
1: Yeah, it was it was. I, I put that in my notes too. Like I thought it was kind of slick. Um, especially having two females. Like he, they kind of he kind of flipped it with females using me. but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like like, that's because that's how they end up. Like they end up in each other's comfort. You know what I mean, so to speak. <laughs> so like they, <laughs> like they was down for you know like down for each other. Like I, yeah, yeah don't yeah. think it's kind of slick what he did with it. Yeah,
0: Red, Red, did you had a thought you know on I mean? it?
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just saying like like we was we kind of been mentioning like you could just tell, uh, you know he put a lot of thought into these 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 tracks. And so, it's, like you said, it's weird that he don't consider this his first studio album because that's what it sounds like from the beginning, right. you know what I mean? Because, um, but yeah, it's, it's, as uh, Dave Davis mentioning now, man, it's real slick how he put everything together.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he he's a genius on this one, man. Uh, but then we'll move on to track seven. Ronald Reagan era, His Evils. And this uh, featured Rizza um and this also was produced by tay beast now this one i've always felt like this one was interesting especially with with the beat and the ad libs um i just read the description he, he vividly paints the dystopian picture of compton while simultaneously telling us that he's on on the good list of all the local gangs and uh Abso, uh gives the ad libs um We'll start with you, Dave. Uh, how'd you grade Ronald Reagan here?
1: Loved it. Um, it's, it's a definite pass. Like, I, I love the the, the, the boom-bap beat. Um, Asshole <laughs> ad-libs. Uh, I, I really like that bridge, man. The bridge is kind of dope. Because it, um, it was basically yeah. saying, uh, can't detour when you're, when you're at war with your city, why run for? Just ride with me, just die with me. Like when you fight, don't fight fair because you'll never win. Like the, the it's 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 a deep message to this track, especially calling it the Ronald Reagan era. You know, you're keeping that theme going with the eighties and the crack epidemic and that kind of stuff. Yeah, and, and plus it's one of the best beats on the album. Yeah, but yeah it's a, it's a me. Yeah, and he
0: had the yapper, and <laughs> 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 so. so. We're gonna go to you with on that note, Reggie. Uh, how'd you grade Ronald Reagan era?
2: Um, I give it a pass. Um, the 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 beat was the most I kind of say like refreshing, mm. like to hear. You know what I'm saying? I guess that's like the right word. It wasn't as uh, dark or I don't know. I guess even like West Coast ish. Um, it, like like they said, it had that boom back. And just to hear him flow over it, you know what I mean? Like, it it, it gave him, like, a different element to his, I guess, like, his, his lyrics or whatever. Uh, uh, but, yeah, it, it was dope. Like, just the whole scene that he paints, you know what I'm saying, a, a Compton and then how, you know what I'm saying, everything basically in Compton was affected, you know, kind of by the Ronald Reagan era. So, uh, I give it a pass, though.
0: Okay, okay. Um, I believe I said this already. I give it a pass, too. Um, dope. Once again, Kendrick. I mean, he's just he's just building upon it track after track after track, just layering this story.
1: Before you move on, I was just gonna say, like, I like how he he kind of changed the vibe again too. Like Tammy song, like 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 Reggie was saying, it's just yeah. a dark song. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he come through with Ronald Reagan and kind of bring the tempo and the energy back up.
0: Thought yeah, he great. do. He 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 did that a few times in this album, and I, I thought yeah, like like we talked about it before. Um track placement is important. Uh you might not think so, but when you listen to an album straight out, you know, you can listen to an album for for days, weeks, years if it's yeah. if the track placement is right. You know what I'm saying? And 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 the quality is there and and I mean it was it was this this was this is like track track listing 101 with this album. Um But we'll we'll go to we'll go to track 8. poe man's dreams his vice featuring glc um smoke good eat good live good um dude this is one of the smoothest <laughs> songs on this album like this is just to me that this 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 i said the other one might be the best one this might be the best one i got i mean it's one one a one a one, a, one b whatever however how you want to say it to me this was just dope and having GLC on here with his voice and his tone what it added to the track just i mean it it set it over the for me it set it over the top because he didn't take anything away from it he only kept adding to it even if it was you know a little bit um like to me this this was definite. i, I passed this one uh with flying colors uh reggie we'll start with you Poe man's dreams how'd you grade it i passed it
2: too man um it's always uh good to hear somebody from the home team uh, <laughs> the from Chicago uh, uh, and then kind of knowing him a little bit personally Uh but uh, the fact that uh, again like it was just the thought that was put into it because if you know Chicago or if you even know you know what I'm saying GLC it's like that you know like you know, they talk about like, Chicago it, there was a lot of pimps at one point you know what I mean so It was like it it was again like the thought process into it, and then how smooth everything the track itself was. It just went together, man. Well, like it was it was a great marriage, you know what I mean? And then, like I said, to put his touch on it, GL at the end, and what he was talking about, it's just
0: just, yeah. It was
2: it was a a good track,
0: man. It was a great track. Yeah, cathedral. Yeah, yeah, that
2: yeah.
0: (laughs) <laughs> like a southern dude in a midwest city like it's crazy uh, I, we're, we're swinging to you Dave on that one um, how'd you grade uh, "Poem Man's Dreams
1: yeah, it's, it's a pass man like I I really don't have much more to add like GLC just came through and kind of like he didn't steal the show man but he was he was definitely like a big plus on this track yeah yeah. but yeah y'all y'all I mean y'all y'all kind of explained everything else it's, it's smooth smooth as ever.
0: it is man
1: so Whew.
0: It is, dude. Remind me of a uh, of a nice, tasty beverage. Um, we'll move on to track nine. <laughs> the spiteful chant featuring Schoolboy Q. Um, and this one, I'm sorry, this one was produced by Dave Free and Soundwave. Um, this one, I always liked this one because of because of the the blend of the the beat with the with the lyrics um and what they were talking about like I'm going big okay you know the rest but like dude like he really you know what I'm saying he really doing some talking on this track and schoolboy q felt like the perfect feature because schoolboy q can do some talking too and they both got that that Compton west coast it's that it's that little that, that thing in they voice, like when they really talking, you really feel it. Um I gave this a pass, um, definitely. So we'll start with you, Reggie, on this one. Um, how did you grade um the spiteful chant? Um I, I gave this a oh, this this is probably one of my, my favorite uh tracks
2: that I gave the pass. Um uh, the the aggression on the track is what I enjoy and then it gave me an introduction to Schoolboy. So that was a bonus. But um I just like that aggression, man. You don't you don't really hear it like that, you know what I'm saying? And it actually making sense and actually talking about something. Yeah. So pass all day in my book on this on this track. Yeah. One of my favorite on the album.
0: Yeah, they really I, I felt like they really brought you back to like West Coast with this one. Like th- this is what we do. Um Dave, was it how did you grade this one? About the same as everybody else?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a definite pass. Like, it, it really was a spiteful chant. Like, the hook, the hook really is spiteful. You yeah. know what I mean? But uh, Too spite, many. Like, Too many niggas. The, <laughs> the, the schoolboy Q, I mean, he kills it on the feature, man. I, he got a line in the this, in song this where he be playing. Uh, everybody heard I mess with Dre, and he wanted yeah. to tell me I made it. And he, yeah, he was like, it's just He's like, I ain't made it. If you try and give me a hand out, i take his wrist and break it. You know what I mean? Like, the, 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 the bars he was sitting, the fact that the hook, everything, like, blends together again, like, it's it's, it's a definite touch.
0: Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> I mean, I, I ain't nothing more I can add to it, man. Yeah, y'all yeah, said it. Y'all said it perfectly. Uh, Check. Chat... Track 10 was um chapter 10, which was another interlude. And this all follows that story from the, that he set from the very beginning, which is impressive because by the time we get to track 11.
2: Fancy girls on Long Beach Boulevard Flagging down all of these flashy cars Fancy girls on Long Beach Boulevard She
0: goes. Yeah. Now we on Keisha's song talking about her pain uh, Featuring Ash Riser Produced by Tay Beast um, And this was This was a continuation of her story Or, or shall we say the conclusion um, Of her story Spoiler alert, sorry um, But uh, well, what's the, I, I gave this a definite um, pass uh, This track hurts um, I think we spoke about it before This track it hurts to listen to, it hurts, it hurts to hear the story, it, it hurts to he he does such a great job of of making you visualize what she's going through and what he's talking about, what you know what I'm saying, her story itself. It just hurts to hear um how it ends, especially when you started about eight tracks ago talking about her. So we'll start with you, Dave. Um how'd you grade Keisha's song?
1: Uh, it's a definite past man like you said it's, it's it's such a heavy track man um, and, and it is like it's, it is pain you know what I mean it's talking about basically the struggle this chick had to go through to survive you know what I mean basically just resorting to prostitution and, and what all leads from that Yeah. Um, like the, just the weight of the song in general but the way he describes it and does it it's it's borderline flawless. Like, that you can't pick this song apart, man. Like he, he breaks everything down and ends it and then kind of talks about telling his sister about it. Um, I didn't know that uh, in Good Kid, Mad City, he had a song in the second verse that he kind of yeah. continued the story from the perspective of Keisha's sister. Yeah. I kind of found that out when I was looking up some stuff. But, like, him, him and stories, man, is just dope. And, and that's why I love the track.
0: Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, I'll just go right to you, Reggie. Um, how'd you grade this one?
2: Um, i give it another pass as well. Um, again, um, you know, it was already brought out, you know, about the track in terms of uh, how it ended or whatever. Um, it was definitely sad. It was, I mean, you know, it's one of them songs, again, it's like, it's dark. You know what I mean? But the fact that it was a story and how it played out, I mean, the way he was able to do that and... Paint that picture for you. You know what I'm saying. For us to even say it's dark or how sad it was, just shows you how good of a track it was. So, um, definitely a pass. And uh, like you said, the way he even, even ended it I and mean, kind you know him trying to tell his sister about it. You know what I'm saying. Just the details that was in the track and what he put into it. Man, it's just it a great track. Man. Yeah,
0: yeah. Just um, yeah. It's just a lot of detail, a lot of depth, um, and just a lot of A lot of emotion. A lot of emotion in this one. So we'll move on to track 12.
2: All right, here we go, third take. (coughs) Real quick, Ali.
0: "Rigor Mortis. This was uh, produced by Willie B. Um, Not not to be confused with Willie Beeman. Um, So this might have been like Hendrix... Like this, this is Kendrick spitting some, dude. I couldn't even read these lyrics. Like I'm listening to it, I'm like, dude, I, don't, I don't think I'm ready to even read these lyrics. Like the, because the stuff he's just he's laying it down bar by bar by bar, and it's 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 amazing. Um, I gave this a def a, a pass once again. Um, and I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to you, Dave first. Uh, how'd you grade Rick and Mortis? I was a pass, man. It's
1: like I said earlier, like like you were saying, track placement. Like th- this is a good place for this track. It's,
0: yeah, coming <laughs> out playing of
1: playing games with some of the, especially after such a dark track. You know what yeah. I mean? Like this, it's a good like. There's no hook. He just spitting. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's a pass for me.
0: Yeah, uh, Reggie, the same for you. And and and, the, and and talk to me about that rigor Mortis theme a little bit. You know, uh, after you tell me, tell us how you graded it.
2: How's that? I didn't hear that
0: last part. Tell him what? <laughs> Dad, that was gonna be smooth. Uh, I was saying, uh, what? How did you? How did you grade it? Did you pass it? Oh, I, I definitely passed it. Uh, it was definitely a passing track. Uh, this
2: track, this track here, yeah, is probably my favorite because of man, I don't know, it's something about them horns, man. Like mm-hmm. the cool. way he's spitting on it. Like that's like I. The fact, they, they don't even have no bass. Like it's just horns playing, man. And it's, it sounds so good, man. Then,
0: like I said, the, the the lyrics, the the pace, the aggression—again, phenomenal track. Yeah, he was a monster on this one. Uh, Kendrick at his finest. Um, and even he even has subject matter because he's talking about rigor mortis and saying that his the competition is going to be dead. Your favorite rapper is going to be gone. Just <laughs> he's a monster, man. Uh, we will move on track 13 kush and corinthians his pain uh featuring bj the chicago kid i'm sorry um this was produced by wildfire i passed this one um for me there was no real fall off especially you know by the time you get to track 13 14 15. you start to in, 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 in i'm sorry in other artists you start to feel a bit of a drop- off um it's just not as good as the the previous maybe six eight tracks um 10 tracks but Kendrick stays strong and steady throughout the album and it's no different with this one um i'll ask you first Reggie how'd you grade a uh, cushion corinthians um,
2: I give it a thanks as well, um, especially cause I'm a weed head in my head. Uh, I, love, I, love, you know, I love, I love, I love weed music, man. Like it just sounds good, man. And that's what, that's basically what this was. This was like, this was like a, a, a track for smokers, man. Like just how smooth it is. And, uh, even the subject matter, you know what I'm saying? So. Uh, it's just, it's just a dope track, man. Again, like like you said, it, it did fall off. Uh, another home theme on there, the Chicago kids. Mm-hmm. So again, just the thought process and putting the people who we put on the track, man, just shows you the effort
0: and everything. So uh, again, a pass. Okay, uh, Dave, but you felt about the same, or, or how'd you grade uh, Christian Corinthians? Yeah,
1: yeah, I felt like this was a uh, it was an interesting track, man, because you kind of blending <laughs> like basically you are talking about, about smoking weed and reading the Bible and, mm-hmm. and some of the thoughts that come <laughs> when you do that. But uh, like like the flow of stuff is still there. Uh, the bars, he got a line talking about I'm good, I'm bad, I'm a Christian, I'm a sinner, I'm humble, I'm loud, I'm righteous, I'm a killer. You know, like this it, that that theme he keeps throughout the album, like throughout this song just like some of the
0: conflicts he having while he high <laughs> and reading the bible it's it's a patch you know it's a, it's a dope chase yeah it is dope and <laughs> he's so good with blending ideas like Cush and corinthians dude has a picture of a bible and then a sheet up from the bible ripped out and then there's we cush whatever you want to call it on the page like dude this is He's bold, man. Um, and I, I felt like, honestly, I felt like every every chance he took in this album, it, it paid off. Uh, you know, it, it he just he just continued to excel in this album. Track 14. Smoking I pulling up, keep that lean up in my court. All my car got leather and wood in my hood, we call it book. Everybody wanna bow. I let brows at the mall. If he up, watching falls.
1: I keep over with y'all.
0: Blow my high, members only. Now this was his, um, this was his. Uh, how do you say it? this was his tribute um, to Aaliyah, and in it, on the on the hook, he was using um, Pimp C's verse from uh, from Big Pimpin'. I just slowed down, um, and, and I, I pat. This was a pass for me, uh, especially you know just how it sounds with the first the. the I mean, we know the hook, man, but. Smoking out, pouring up, keep that lean up in my cut. Like it, it it's so slow and steady and smooth. Like he was he was a beast with this with that kind of um that, that display on this on this album. Um so we'll start with you, Dave. Um how did you grade Blow High? I, I liked it, man.
1: It almost felt like an interlude. Um and, and <laughs> It was interesting that he put Blow My High after Cushion Corinthians. Yeah. Uh again, kinda of playing with some of his titles. But um yeah, it's it's, it's a dope track. It it, it was an odd tribute to Aaliyah, but it worked. Like it, it it just sounded good. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just the past.
0: Uh was it the same for you, Reggie?
2: It was the pass. Um I'm I'm uh, usually not through, uh impressed by the the screw, you know, the slowed-up yeah. version. But he, he did it well, man. I mean, again, like, the jazz behind it, you know what I'm saying, C slowed down. Again, it's just a thought process to it, man. Like, it, it you could tell the the, the details and the, and the work you put into it. Even a tribute to Aaliyah, like, it's not the norm that you would probably want to hear or that you would think you would hear. But, again, you know what I'm saying, here you have it, it works. You know what I'm saying? Or so again, a thought process behind it. Um, and then too,
0: like it it went well behind Cushion Christmas. Like right? I think uh, David uh, broke out. So uh, pass, man. I thought it was interesting, and I just I just throw this question out for you know either one of you guys can answer it. But did you find it interesting that at this point on the album, while he while he continued this theme for 13 tracks, by track 14, he's doing it in a Leah tribute. Did y'all find that kind of odd?
1: That's that's what I was saying. Like it, it, it was weird, but it but but it wasn't a bad track. You know right. what I mean? Like it right. it didn't really fit the theme of the album or nothing like that. But it didn't take away from it. I guess I don't know, like it's hard to describe what he did, but the track worked so well, like you don't even kinda notice it. He kinda just slipped this tribute in in the back end of this album about uh uh drugs in the eighties. He like, hey, here go this Aaliyah tribute. Don't mind this, and, and it works. Like you don't even notice it. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, like he gave us, he gave us our medicine, you know what I'm saying? And like
2: some pop or something. You know what I mean? Like, it was, <laughs> like, like the way he hit it was, it was just
0: crazy. Yeah, it was like a drop of cod liver oil in your, in your, in your whiskey or something. Like it was. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It was like, you know this good for you. I know it's good for you, but you don't need to know that you're drinking it. But it was, I thought it was, I just found it odd, man. Even though the track was still good. Uh, so I, I agree with y'all, man. It's a pass once again. Um, track 15. <laughs> a track but it wasn't a track. I don't really know how to call it. Um Abso's outro featuring Abso, of course, uh produced by Therese Martin. And this one this was one was was interesting because um just just reading from the just reading from the um the notes uh Abso gets the majority of the song and he, he's he uses that time to clarify uh subjects and themes that Kendrick talked about throughout the album. So basically he's doing a review and he's clarifying some things, um, just making sure that, you know, you understand exactly what what, what Kendrick was going for. Um, it's an outro. It's 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 like a wrap-up, I guess, um, because he has one more track after this. Now, I assume it was, you could consider that like a bonus track because it does not feel like the previous 15. But I'll just get y'all quick thoughts on it. Um, we'll, we'll start with Reggie. Uh, how'd you grade Abso's outro?
2: Um, I actually uh gave it a pass as well. Um well I gave it a pass. Um just because um and this is my introduction to Abso, so um I thought it was refreshing. Um I thought he I mean he he's a dope artist um as a whole, but um to hear the jazz, which is actually kinda noisy, but yet and then in the chorus, he has to say, like, life is a traffic jam, which kind of, like, plays into as you mentioned, like, like ex- explaining, like, how complicated life basically is. And then you hear this whole album of, like, the good and the bad can be in one person. You know what I'm saying? It just was, like, it was just kind of seamless again in terms of where it was at, why it was there, and, you know... You have this like track to me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. and I don't know what to call it either, because uh, it was kind of short, but um I thought it was needed, you know. So uh or it felt like you wanted it or you had to have it. So uh I gave it a pass.
0: Okay, okay. Uh Dave, how how'd you feel about this one? Um and how'd you grade it?
1: Uh I I I I I failed it, man. Mm. Like, um, mm. I. It was not enough Kendrick for me. Um I I I felt like the music, like like Reggie kinda said, like the music was kinda loud. Yeah. And, and I don't wanna say confusing, but it was like loud and kinda all over the place. Bombastic. Some of like the, the horns and stuff. But uh yeah. I don't know, man. It it just felt like an unnecessary track to I me. Mean, especially as an outro. You got this whole movie playing out. I figure he could have ended it with, with something else. I, I wasn't feeling it personally, but i i i get i get the vibe. I get what he was going for. Yeah, I, it didn't it didn't really resonate with me.
0: I passed it. Um, I thought it could have been done differently. Um, uh, you could do the wrap up. You could you could have an Absol on it, but I just I just thought he could have done it just a little differently. Um, something that would have really felt like okay, this is this is this is how you end it. You know, a nice little topper, cherry on a ice on the cake, cherry on top, whatever you want to call it. Um. But I passed it. I passed it. Track 16. (music) High Power. This was produced by J. Cole. Um, Like we said before, this was supposed to be like a lead single. And I I do remember hearing this um, around the time it came out, but I just didn't pay attention to it. Like, I just... I don't know. I just didn't pay attention to it. Um I passed this one. Um, absolutely. I passed this one. Uh but let me get you you guys thoughts. We'll start with Dave. Um, did you uh how did you grade Hop Out?
1: I I passed it definitely. Um I, I'm a fan of J. Cole's production. Um I love the subject matter on the track. I love the the beat, uh the lyrics. Um he st- he, st- he st- his line when he say I'm standing in a field full of landmines doing a moonwalk, hoping to blow up in time. Like I, I, that one always jumped out to me. But like he, I mean he do his thing on this track, man. I, I I love I love everything about it. So It's a pass.
0: Yeah, Uh Reggie, how'd you grade Hop Out?
2: Uh, pass, man. Um, I did not know it was a J. Cole produced album or a song, rather. Um. I'm kinda fifty of fifty with J. Cole's production. Um but this this works. Um I almost kinda of wanna wish like I would hear him on it, just to see, you know what I'm saying, his take on it. Um but I thought it went, uh, because after listening to this album and then, you know, um the outro, you know what I'm saying? Although past it, you know, it was like, ah, uh, but then you get another track, you know what I mean? And I thought, like, you know, that's what you wanted. Like, you, you know, you wish you kind of had more, and then here you have it. Um, and then I like the aggression on it. You know, again, I, you know, it seems like nowadays, you know, people just make club music or, you know what I'm saying, like thought provoking music mm-hmm. to show that they won't. But you don't get that aggression to show, like, man, I'm an MC. Like, I could spit. And, like, that's what you get, you know, here. So uh, I give it a pause.
0: Okay. Okay. So. <clears throat> that's the album um now we get into some other aspects of it uh and we'll start with with dave on this one so what to you was the most um i'll say most surprising or most disappointing uh track on the album uh, i
1: ain't really not disappointing i go to su- surprising um uh, keisha song i think was the most surprising song. Like when you listen to that track and then the way it ends, <laughs> like when her getting, you know, stabbed and and and, and raped in the like it's, it's 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 a dark, heavy song, man. Yeah. Uh this this lady get this you know, like this proxy getting this horrific death. Uh that that one jumped <laughs> out to me as far as surprising, man. Especially with the theme of the album. Like, it's kind of a darker theme a crack in the 80s and that epidemic going through, like, living through that time. But this song, man, it, it, it jumped off the page as far as surprising to me.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, Reggie, what what go to you. What was the uh, most surprising or most disappointing track on this album?
1: Uh,
2: I not have a disappointing track on the album. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say... Hmm, that's pretty tough uh, In terms of surprising I would say maybe surprising Is just maybe some of the features Like Just like the Colin Monroe Or like even the GLC Is just like You know those were Those were not two people That I would You know expect to hear on An album Right, right. Uh, Especially You know like you know, I don't know what Colin Monroe went uh, He actually got a dope album With a lot of hip hop artists, but I don't know where he went. And then it's like to hear him on this and in GLC, you only really hear him with, you know, Kanye. Um, He has projects out, but nothing really stands out. And then to hear him on this and it actually worked as well as it does, those were like the two surprising things I could say on his album that that, that stands out to me.
0: Yeah, I agree. I I didn't really have a disappointment, but. I did have, like, for me, the the most surprising track was Hole Up. That's track two, okay? He's talking about Ronald Reagan era with crack, crack epidemic, uh, 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 killings, murders, prostitutes. And and track two, you talking about having sex with a stewardess? The Mile High Club? Like, I just, I, I was shocked. You know what I'm saying? Like, as dope as the song is, as dope as the beat is with the horns, um... I was, I was shocked at the content. Like, really, nigga? Like, a stewardess? Like, this is this is where you you choosing to start it? So, you know, I, to me, that that was the most shocking. Um, I, I'll move on. Though. Uh, now we get to uh best best track. Um, you give me best track, best lyric, uh, whatever. How you felt? Um, and we'll start with you, Reggie. What what you what did you feel like was the best track, or, or best or best lyric? Uh, on this album
2: can I go last on this one
0: okay Uh, we'll move on to Dave Uh, Dave what did you feel (laughs) which one did you feel was the best track or best lyric uh, on the album Uh,
1: that would be High Power Mm. I always dug that song Um, it was a single but it didn't get that much airplay for some reason but I always liked that song and I think it's the bridge that um that that uh, I forget who's featured on it, but she be singing every day. We fight the system just to yeah. make our way.
0: Yeah,
1: we've been down for too long, but it's all right because we built to be strong because it's our life. So that's that's like whoever wrote that bridge, like they was on it, man. Cool. Especially with the theme of being high power and and you know how he kind of broke it down, like poor we are, and that you know like it's it's so many layers to this track. Mm-hmm. The fact that J Cole produced it, like he just adds another layer to it.
0: My favorite track. Yeah, that that was a Lori jo, Um J O H, for for anybody who's who's listening. So now we'll swing back and ro- well, no, I, I'll go, I'll go. We'll we'll give Reggie a little bit more time. Um, for me, I think the best the best song or the best lyric um on the album was ADHD. Um, uh, I, I just every time I hear this, it puts me in that place. Um, eight doobies to the face. F that. 12 Bottles in the Case, nigga, F that, <laughs> two pills and a half weight, nigga, F that, got a high tolerance when your age don't exist. Like, he just, dude, it just works, man. It works on multiple levels. Um, Like, dude, he just, he destroys this track. Um, I felt like this was probably, there's a lot of tracks that I like. This might have been the strongest track um, on the album, especially this is track three, because it could have took a turn, man. Like I said, track two, Hold Up, he talking about yeah. You know, messing around with the stewardess you you could really take a turn with that. But he he righted the ship with this one, man. Like it was just to me, this was this was gold. So now, hopefully, Reggie has um um done his due diligence, and we'll swing it to him. Uh, Reggie, what was the be- in your opinion the best track or best lyric on the album?
2: Um, yeah, I. I, I discussions with y'all before, uh <laughs> my notes. I, I gotta get a little bit better on that in terms of like the lyrics to recite something just uh you know, uh off the top of dome is a little difficult. However, um I will say that um my favorite track is the uh the rigor mortis. Hmm. Uh them horns, man, they them, the way they sound it. Uh, especially like in the car and you got some sounds or whatever, like they bless, And so, and then again, the way he was, his aggression on it, uh, that makes him my, my favorite track.
0: Okay. All right. So there we got it. Um, so now, now we we'll, we we'll, we'll, we got this little bit of time right here. Um, I'll ask you gentlemen, um, whoever, whoever wants to jump in first can go ahead and jump in. But what, was there anything else that stood out uh, to you guys about this album? Anything that you wanted to, um, that you wanted to
1: add. Um I just thought it was dope that a of the depth, like the level of depth that a 23-year-old can make this album um it's crazy. Like with all the layers and some of the, some of some of some of the heavy subject matter he put in it. Yeah. Uh at such a young age, you know what I mean? Not really well, I, you know, I can't speak on what he experienced, but that a lot of that really speaks on the level of him him as an artist. And like how he crafted this, this story with these characters and you know, everything else around it. The fact that he put that in at twenty three and then it was still dope lyrically and everything else, like I, I, I think that's 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 special
0: to Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Um Reggie, did you uh is there anything else about this album that stood out to you that you wanted to comment on?
2: I mean, I'm just, I'm just shocked that he don't consider this an a, 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 a album. Like, this was this was by all means an album, and it was a great album at that. Um, and then it kind of, well, it doesn't necessarily set you up for a Good Kid, Man City, mm-hmm. but if you heard this first, um, it definitely, like, you want to hear more Kendrick. I actually heard it in reverse, and I don't know. It kind of almost feels like it goes that way a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because... A good kid in Mad city was way more like into his life and who yeah, he is and the, and the struggles that he had. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, what I'm saying you get this, which kind of kind of goes into like, you know, okay, like I'm a little, for lack of a better words, like woke. You know what I mean? Like I see what's going on, and you know, what I'm saying in the world, and we all influenced by this, that, and the other. Um, and then it kind of like goes into his, his other hours. Uh but. Uh, again, like Dave put out, man, like the subject matter, uh, the things that you know, basically uh, inner city youth goes through is deep, man. Um, and so he, the way he was able to convey this to his audience, his fan base, is great, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I felt like the with, with uh, the the uh, he was able to mesh or merge live instrumentation with with true hip hop. Um, hip-hop lyrics, stay lyrical, still have the boom-bap beats, um, still be able to deliver on on all levels, and to pick the right features. You know, not just getting people, okay, I'm going to get this person because he's a big name, or I'm going to get this person, you know, because I know, like, he picked the right features. He didn't have to put GLC on that song. He didn't have to put Alori um, Joe on that song or Colin Monroe or or Schoolboy Q or Absol but he did and and him doing that only made the album stronger um like I said their contributions um weren't that there, there was nothing that that they did that lessened the track like everything they did added to the track and in turn added to to, to to a dope album and, and just made it in my opinion um like a classic so now we're getting to that final rating um everybody knows how we do it by now um, so we'll start with with you Reggie. Nah, we'll start with Dave cuz I got a feeling with Reggie going, but we'll start with Dave. Um so upon further review um how how did you rate Kendrick Lamar's section 80? It's it's a,
1: it's a 10, man. Perfect, perfect, uh perfect, perfect, perfect. I'm a am a big fan of story. Uh and and he he carved out a movie, man. Like, it ain't even just a story. Like, he gave you characters. He gave you character development. And, and he did it all well. Like, he put jazz in it. It's just deep, heavy songs. He got songs where he just spit with his bars. And, and, but everything works. And, like, there's really no... Even the track placement. Like, there's, there's nothing I would switch about. The track placement, songs I would take off. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's nothing I could find wrong that. It's definitely 10 years.
0: Yeah. Okay uh reggie we'll go to you um so upon further review um how did you grade kendrick Lamar's section
2: 80 uh i give it a 10 as well uh oh i couldn't say a lot of the stuff uh, no better um, than the way dave is just explaining it. uh the layers the music the, the track placement all that um I mean, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a classic, man. Uh, you can almost probably say some of this is his best material, you
0: know what I mean, in terms of the album that he already has. Uh, it's arguable, uh, for sure. So, um, man, a 10. Man. Okay, so, full disclosure. We did this review before, and we all gave it 10s. <laughs> but, man, um, thinking about it again, man. I'm going to have to go 9.5. Ah, I hate to do that, but the absolute outro bothers me Son of a-, a little bit. <laughs> the absolute outro bothers me a bit. Um just thinking about like what I said earlier, hold up being your track 2, it's like how does that introduce you to Compton like like how does that go with the theme like it didn't it didn't follow with it though the track was dope it just didn't flow with it um having a RIP a Leah song that that should have been like last in my opinion regardless of how dope it was but i thought he placed everything perfectly it's just that those those little bitty little bitty things man i got to give him a 9.5 unfortunately but uh that's our review for Kendrick Lamar's uh section 80 his uh, debut studio album um just like to let everybody know um next week uh, we, we we reviewed um I'm sorry next week we will review uh, most deaths black on both sides and then after that um, we're gonna have to figure out some things well there's some there's some talk about doing some newer albums as well um, or maybe doing uh, joint reviews where we look at if an artist has a new album, we look at an older album as well, review them, and and, and you know give those ratings. Um, but we'll see. Um, if you if you guys have any thoughts on that, please feel free to let us know. Um, now I wanna I wanna thank you guys for uh, taking some time away uh, to to record the show. Um, I wanna thank Reggie, uh, as always. I wanna thank Dave, my co-host, and I am your host G Smith. This has been the Litness Test. Thanks, guys.